Blog Talk Radio. I am to be with you all again. Welcome to Dr. Catherine May's Blog Talk Radio Program Channel Panel. And today is November 26, 2014. Yes, so this is Meg. I am your co-host calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. And our host, and channel is Dr. Catherine May. And we have very special guests tonight, as well as a wonderful program, all focused on our light work and our ascension and becoming enlightened. So we are so excited to be here. Hello, Catherine. How are you? Hi, tonight? Meg. Oh, I'm excited to be here too. I love doing these shows, and I've, I've, you know, had a little hiatus, and I, but I really missed it. And I, I know oh, you did. You were happy to be back. So, yeah, it's been quite an interesting time. We've all been working really hard in the meantime, and we have such good things to tell people about. Um, it's been such a productive time. And I will give, uh, I, I hope that people who are on the um, call tonight have read the most recent message from Father God because it was very helpful. So I will just do a very, very brief. Um, hello, we're back again. <laughs> and here's where we've been um, discussion. And then we're going to move right on because we have some wonderful things to talk about. And Sananda's going to come tonight. So we've sort of melded the the two shows that we were doing before. The Healing for Ascension show with Sananda and the Channeling show. And we are going to respond to what people have asked for and what um, people seem to be needing. And we've, we're developing a whole new program of how to help people, how to put it into simple form where people can just follow the lessons that we're laying out for them. So this is a really exciting project and something I just love doing because, of course, I've been a psychologist for years and years and love to work out a system that will really help people to be clear and comfortable 
with what they're learning and what they're doing to help themselves. So we are on it. (laughs) 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 And tonight we'll have Sananda with us and Father God. So I'm not sure what they're going to be talking about, but I know they're very pleased with what we're going to be talking about tonight. I can feel them just beaming on us and <laughs> happiness that we're we're really working this out so that people will get concrete, tangible help to do what they need to do to move toward ascension. Because that's what it's all about. Indeed. So <laughs> Mm-hmm. So this is Meg. For people who are new, this is Meg Davis, my co-host, who is calling from Atlanta area, not right in the heart of Atlanta, but near Atlanta. Um, she has with her our friend Ellie, um, and we're going to tell you about the 5D intentional community that these two have created with Ellie's children. And it is just brilliant. So you're going to learn nuts and bolts, how to do it, how to feel good about it, how to stick with it, and how to see real results. So I'm Catherine May. We'll do a very brief introduction. Um you can find me on who needs org, our website. And I have just a brief um, announcement about that. Our website is in process, in, under construction. We're going to have, a, I'm sure, by this time next week, we will have a completely revamped website um, because we've gotten to the point where we have so much to post now that we really need um, a much more sophisticated, in-depth kind of website to to make it all possible. And we have our beloved Don working on it, and Teresa and Gabriella with um, is working with it too to make it all happen. <laughs> so. Very soon, we're going to have a wonderful new website that will be easier to use. We'll have everything that people need to find there. And we're also using our Facebook page. But the Facebook page is going to be changed. Oh, we don't know. Gabriella is saying maybe not. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll save that for next week. Um, for now, we have Healing for Ascension Tour on Facebook. So you can find us there. All the announcements, all the recent messages. So anything that's not yet up to date on the website will be on the Facebook page. So one other thing. I am so touched and just blown away at how many people have written Um, to talk to me about what they want and how how they've used the messages and how it helped them and what they felt about it and so on. 
many people know that I turned in a resignation um, several weeks ago because I really did not want to be channeling messages that were all about how the RV is about to happen and then it doesn't. And people were so frustrated and so upset by continually hearing this, not just from our channelings, but from everywhere, from Tony in D.C. and from all the other dinar and uh, currency websites. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's definitely going to happen. And I just put my foot down and I just said, I am not going to channel anything that is not absolutely not just true in their sights, our masters, who look ahead down our timeline and tell us what they see, and they see it as if it's already happened. And that's how they report it to us, as if it's already happened. But, of course, that's not what we see on the ground. And I had many, many long talks with Sananda, Father God, our masters, and the company of heaven about these issues and about how we desperately need for them to give it to us straight. Whatever it is, we need to know. And I think they were reluctant to do that because uh, it's fairly well known how humans tend to panic if things don't sound positive or don't sound the way they want things to sound. But Father God, well, Father God has been off doing something else, very exciting, for a while, but he came back to talk to us about this. He came back to talk to me about it and to reassure me, and then we did a message together, which is the last one I posted, that since 2012, at the time when we all thought we were going to ascend. And since the reptilians have been removed from the planet, the dark thought forms that were skewing the um, energy field, the electromagnetic energy field, have actually increased. And they have increased to such a degree that our masters and guides and angels are having trouble seeing us are having trouble getting through the warp in the energy field now it's hard for us to imagine that but it had gotten so serious recently that they were having trouble i know there were a number of channels who said you know they Things would come in and out, or they weren't sure what they were hearing. And they even told us that, um, and I'm I'm sure they're going to talk about this some more, the landings that they're planning, they were having trouble with because there are spaceships that are thought forms. And they were crashing when they came into our atmosphere. And they had to do a lot of repairs, and they were having a lot of problems navigating in this very dark, very heavy atmosphere that most of them have never seen before. They're not used to navigating in this kind of environment. 
So they've had to do a lot of work to figure out how to get through to us. So this is what the message was from Father God about what we can do, how we can help, and we're going to give you some really clear ideas tonight about how you're going to do that, how you can do your part. And they have told me now, over and over again, our ascension is primary. Yes, the RV was going to help, was was interesting and lovely and wonderful, but you're going to hear tonight about a family that is making this happen, and they didn't get an RV, nothing happened except that they decided. And so there's a lot that we can all do, a lot. We don't have to go out and change the world. We have to just change ourselves. And they're telling me every day, you you cannot imagine how powerful it is when you clear your um, light field we become brilliant beacons. And the more people who do that, the more brilliant the environment will become, and then we will simply melt away the dark platforms. They will simply just crumble into dust. So that's a little a little background. I then agreed with um, the Company of Heaven, Sananda and Father God especially, that I would resume channeling. Um, I want to be absolutely certain that everything I channel is from this perspective of how we hear it. And we've worked a lot on that, about how they really need to be cognizant of the fact that You know, we feel time very intensely. We feel disappointment when the things that are predicted for us don't happen. And we don't want that anymore. I'd rather not talk about it at all than to say things that um, make people expect something and then it doesn't happen. And they truly apologize and acknowledge that they genuinely thought when they predicted a date that it really was going to happen. And it was astonishing to me when they were so uh, straightforward about the way they see things and what they've been trying to do to help us. Because, you know, we tend to think of them as being all-powerful and able to just step in and change things. Well, it's true they are powerful, but we're powerful too. And what really became clear to me is that we are creating the problem on the ground. This is not to blame anyone. No one did this on purpose, except a couple of people whose names we mostly know by now. But they're not really the problem. There are billions of us. And what became very clear to me was that any dark thought creates a dark thought form. 
and goes into the river of consciousness around the globe and it literally pollutes the river. So we, we're so used to, you know, having a bad day, uh, beating up on ourselves, feeling cranky and expecting it to be a way of life, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling stressed. Most of us got used to the idea that you're supposed to wear that as a badge of honor. If you're stressed out, it means you're working hard or you're a good person or you're ambitious or, you know, we have all these thought forms that encourage us to think dark thoughts. And they're, they're in our traditions, they're in our religions, they're in our way of life. So this is why I wrote the book, Who Needs Light? And it's why we were doing the shows, to help people extract themselves from those um, dark traditions. But it's very hard. It's very hard to see this pot of soup you're simmering in. <laughs> So this is why we came back now with a program. We're going to have lessons. We're going to have um, conversations. We're going to have exchanges with people. If you have requests, we will take your requests and consider them. Um, We will get our masters to work with us. And I'm sure they will have a lot of input. And we're going to hit the ground running here to help people have a a can opener, to open this can of worms, dump it out, and get rid of it. (laughs) You like it? I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. So, one very brief announcement. I want to thank people who have contributed to our project here. Because as we were taking time off to do work, to work on ourselves, to work out these programs, and to work with um, our masters, I was spending a lot of time doing that. So, we are... So grateful to the people who have contributed and given us donations that kept us going. Literally kept the website up, kept you know the radio shows ready to go, and keep kept us going. So we're so appreciative. There are people who who were so generous. Um, it was just mind-boggling. So I want to thank them. I know I would love to tell everybody what their names are. I would love to bring them on here and say, oh, thank you, we give you big hugs. But they know who they are. And we are sending them our gratitude and our great love. So that said, I didn't mention Meg's uh, Facebook page. So Meg is a nutritionist, our our in-house brilliant nutritionist, who has written a wonderful guide <clears throat> called Eating for Ascension, right? 
And mm-hmm. she's posted it. It's on our Facebook page. It will be on our new website. Um, so people can download it, can use it to help completely revamp their diet and nutrition. And we've already gotten such feedback from people who said, okay, Meg's guide made it possible. It was so simple. And I stopped eating meat. I've been cooking these wonderful things, and they're delicious and fabulous. And it wasn't hard because Meg made it easy for us. And people are saying they feel fabulous. They haven't looked back, have no regrets, no cravings. It's just all good. So Meg is um, wisdom within hyphen Meg Davis. And that is on Facebook. Okay. Did I leave anything out? That was wonderful. Nicely done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we we get to the really juicy part. So this family that you're going to hear from is Meg Davis, her friend Eleonora, who moved in to Meg's house with her kids. This happened seven weeks ago. And they had met because of the work that we've done here together. They were at a retreat together in August. And they went home to the Atlanta area and cooked up this plan where they would all move in together and be a family. Now, anybody who's lived in a family knows that that is a really ambitious project. (laughs) I can hear most people cringing. Oh, my God, how do you do that? Three children and two moms all working together, and Alianora's kids are, I asked her a little while ago, 20, 18, and 16, I think. Did I get that right? I wrote it down. Uh, 20, 17, and 16, yes. 17 and 16. So they are all working together now, and I'm, I'm going to turn it over to them in a minute, but I just want to introduce what they said about how they're doing this. They have have all agreed that they are creating an intentional 5D community. And everyone in the family is on board. And they are working it. So every day, they're checking in with each other. They're working a program that is absolutely brilliant. The way they've worked it out and the agreements they have between and amongst one another are just brilliant. So I'm going to interview them. I'm going to let them come on and tell you about what principles and procedures they're using and how, how they found their way to this and how successful it's been. And then we're going to have the kids on, too. And they're going to tell us how they've experienced this. So this may be more than one show. 
it certainly will be more than one show, because we're going to use this model to help teach everyone how to create an intentional 5D community, you and your family. So this is really exciting, and there is so much to tell. We could spend the next three hours, and we'd only just scratch the surface, because, of course, they're working on this day and night, and they have now been together for seven weeks, and wait till you hear what they've accomplished. So, Ellie and Nora recently wrote something about this and is going to allow me to send it out to everybody because she has her journal of of what they've been doing and how it's working. And she has very graciously agreed um, to let me post it. So I'll send it out by email and it'll be... So anybody who... Wants to be on the email list. If you're not already, go to the website and go to sign up. And I'll send you um, the next thing that will go out will be Ellie's uh, journal record of her experience of what they're doing. So that's just a very, very general background. But here's what I would like for you folks, to give the people who are listening a really clear picture of of this. How do you, how did you come to agree between, well, of course it was the adults who, who initiated this, but how did you see it in your own minds? How did you frame this? How did you come to this beautiful agreement and the way you described it to me briefly, I'm I'm still just learning about this too. The way you described it to me very briefly was like a program that requires absolute consciousness and cooperation. Maybe those two things are at the top of the list. Yes, I would say yes. And you're working it. So we want to know what the nuts and bolts of are of working it. How do you get a bunch of people together and say, okay, we are going to be of the absolute highest level of consciousness that it is possible to attain? And from what it sounds like to me, you're reaching beyond anything that most human beings generally even would try. So give me a little uh, description, if you can. And I know you two can work together beautifully, so you'll just decide who's going to describe what. But give us a, a picture of what it is you're doing and how you came to this. Can you do that? Yes, we're all we are all circled around each other here. So, hello everybody again. Um, so, Eleanor and I first met when we drove together for 18 hours up to from Atlanta. She lives 
She lived at that point an hour away from me. I live in a small town called Madison, Georgia, about an hour and a half east of Atlanta. And Ellie lived in a more of a suburban area right side of Atlanta. And Gabriella, when she saw who was signing up to come to the New York retreat, which happened at the first week of August, saw that we had two people from Georgia coming and suggested we might want a carpool. So I initiated a phone call and called up Eleonora, and we started talking, and we decided to carpool together. So I showed up at her house at 4 a.m. one morning and met all the girls that morning as they were sending her mom off to this wonderful retreat. So I got to hug them all, and we started off. And so for 18 hours, we had a chance to get to know each other. But, of course, we had already met online on our Facebook page at that time, which is now um, going through a a change. But we knew of each other's work, and we had um, seen each other's posts. So we had a flavor of each other. And, of course, we all uh, read Catherine's book, Who Needs Light, and we all have committed ourselves to becoming visually centered for as much of the time as we can. And if not, then we will work on becoming visually centered. So we already had that in common by the time we were heading up to New York. So we were already fast friends, and it just got deeper. And then we went through the retreat with Catherine with uh, 11 other people from around the country. Phenomenal clearing, visual centering every single day for six to seven days straight with her guidance and her book and camping and cooking together. So we had already seen the beginning of a 5D community at Catherine's home. So that really set the stage. We were all together in very close quarters doing some very intense work and established a very strong, compassionate standard for our interactions there. So when we drove back, we stayed in touch and stayed of course, doing things together, at least on the phone. And we continued to talk about our work and what we um, experienced after the retreat, the clearings that were coming up. And we were getting together for several, you know, a movie here or there, going to visit for dinner. Yes. And then we also took a trip all together to Stone Mountain here in Georgia to anchor in some of the work we did with Mother Tara up in New York. And so that was another bonding time for us where we got to go with the kids and another um, uh, Rhonda, another Healing for Ascension tour member. So we had another chance, and the girls were with us there then, so we got a chance to get to know each other better. And then on Ellie's uh, living situation changed. I'll let her go into that more detail if she'd like. But I live in on a farm of 400 acres, And I rent my home. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and I'm all here by myself with two dogs and two cats. And it's more space than I need. And when I heard her living situation was changing, I said, I want you to come live out here, and I want you to bring everybody. And she's like, what? (laughs) And I said, I do. If you can stand living in the country and sharing a car and a phone, I want you all to come out. And they did. So... Here we started on this amazing adventure, and these kids just was like, okay, new adventure, we're going to Meg's. And they already, of course, came 5D ready, really. (laughs) And so it was easy for me. They were amazing 
and are amazing human beings. So we fell right into it. So we had all had the visual centering background, and Ellie had worked with her children on visual centering and Who Needs Light, and they all listened to the calls and read the messages together. So many years have already been done with Eleonora and her children on creating the root foundation of what they were already experiencing with themselves as a family. And she has four children, and we have three of them here with us. So by the time we all come together, the model had already been set with Eleonora and her family, and I got to just start right up as we did in New York. Of course, as any new merging of families goes, they're in a new location with um, a whole new part of the state, different um, family dynamics, different access to technology. They were used to uh, much more technology than I have access to here being in the country. And uh, we do you know, share an automobile. So all these things we had to work out. And it just was fairly easy. But we noticed as any community happens in any formed community is we started seeing some uh, thought forms come up that were part of a natural clearing of the increasing light that we're getting from the company of heaven and from prime creator that was naturally clearing anything that wasn't of light within us but then also coming into community as we rubbed elbows together and share bathrooms and q-tips and toothbrushes and all that everyday stuff and cooking, we also saw new social situations bringing up things to clear that would never have come up if I was living alone. So That's really important. Yeah. I'm going to break in here because yes, you've said that a couple times. It's just, it's brand new. When you have a new community, things come up in yourself. So, okay, we I can't wait to hear how you dealt with these things. Hi, this is Eleonora. Hi. Hi, Eleonora. Thank you for coming. Yes, thank you for having us. This is so important, and I mean, um, just taking up where Meg left off or kind of just giving a little background, the our living situation where it was before, it just was very, it got to be very uncomfortable because we found ourselves not being able to fully express our 5D community living, our 5D thinking. Um, it was with, you know, it, it it was just, it became very uncomfortable, and I could see that the children were not happy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, we know we need to change this. So when Meg offered, it was like, are you serious? Do you know what you're taking on? There's four of us, you know? But <laughs> the three of us were there. It, it was just the three girls and I were there, and it was just like, yes. My kids were, like, jumping on it. Absolutely, we're ready. Because we knew the atmosphere was totally different here. It was the opportunity where we could just be free to to enjoy one another, to, you know, be able to talk about um, you, just talk about the, the way we feel and, and about the galactics and just totally be enjoying with the messages coming coming in and everything, and just live totally transparent. That was the most important thing. 
being in total transparency, as my daughter Jolene is reminding me right now, it was about transparency, Mom. Yes, it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where, okay, if we're feeling a certain way, we knew that we could talk about it safely among each other. So now we were in this wonderfully beautiful environment with Meg where we could just be transparent. And, okay, this gives me joy, this does not give me joy, and be able to discuss our feelings without um, feeling as if we have to walk on eggshells among each other. All of that was gone. It was. Mm-hmm. We all had agreed to work on our on we agreed to work on um, becoming one with our higher selves and so it's important that our community reflect that so now we had that we had that model this place and so that's what kind of started us with with everything <laughs> so um, just a so beautiful. once we got here it was just some we just kind of just fell in sync with, okay, what works, what doesn't work, what works. And, well, some of the first things that came up was my kids would constantly ask Meg, um, can I have this, can I have that? And Meg's like, why do you keep asking questions? <laughs> well, where we, you know, where we were before, you know, we always had to ask if we could have this or have that. So, it was totally just changing how we did things before to this this freeway, and it was kind of baffling a little bit for the kids. Kind of mm. okay, this is cool, but weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and very liberating. Mhm. So. Okay. Okay. Yes. My um. I think Faith Faith is wanting to tell her. Yeah, she wants to give her um her viewpoint on it. Okay. This is Faith. Yes. This is my. This is me. This is Hi. Faith. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. Welcome but to yes. the show. Hi. It's great to so be here. So tell everybody your age. I'm twenty. And we'd like to hear. Your take on this. Go ahead. Yes. One of the very first things was what is yours is mine. This is my house. It's also your house. We share it. And mm-hmm. it was mind-boggling because you're always put in, as a child, you're always put in the, uh, what am I looking for, the position of you are a kid, you are a child, I'm the one who brings in the money. I'm the one who does this and that. I provide for you. This is not yours. This is mine. You take care of it for me. That kind of programming. (laughs) So when she said, what's yours is mine and what is mine is yours, it was just, wow. Let me take a minute and accept this. Really let this settle in. And then we were just feeling it out, feeling how I could do this, I could do that. I don't have to ask, but hey, is it okay? And she's like, why are you even asking? It's like, yeah, I had a feeling. It was wonderful. Very easy for us as children to accept because this is something we've always wanted. I think mm-hmm. my mother probably had a little bit of a harder time with it, but she totally was like, okay, and she'd dive in and feel the waters and 
get accustomed to the temperature and then do great with it. So it was wonderful all the way around. My other sister Here, like to generosity. say something about the fact that Yes. Was yes. there right from the start. Yes. And here's my sister. She would also like to say something. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, hi. This is Jovine. I'm 17. Hi, Jovine. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, Well, coming here at Meg's, for me, it was a huge relief. And um, it just... It, it was it was a relief, really, and mm. it was an opening for me to step into my discovery of who I was because the current situation I was coming out of, I, I'll give a little insight on it. My Earth Father, the one who helped me come into this world, Calvin, he he is a master abuser. Um. He's uh, like one of those kind of silent abusers that really hits you with their actions and whatnot. And I came to a point where I just realized he doesn't love me and he can't fulfill the needs that he met. And if I keep holding on to the image of, um, holding on to him to be the image of my father, then I'm going to lose myself completely. So um, I had to... It was a big thing for me, and it took me some time to get over, but I was able to let him go. Yeah. And I that came to a point of myself. thinking. Go ahead, Jovine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I came to a point in myself where um, I was able to let him go, and I allowed myself to hate him because I always gave excuses for his actions. Um, mm-hmm. And I allowed myself to open up and realize that, there are no excuses for his actions because um, he's just at that age where everything he does is decisions and choices he makes. And um, I didn't want to let myself be tied down by them anymore. So I hated him. And then I moved to the higher view of it, I think, where I was just able to come to um, a state of peace about the situation and my feelings towards him. So I um, allow that I don't have to speak to him anymore and I don't have to feel bad about it and I can just love him for um, who he is because at the same time that he was abuser, he was a master because he taught um, he taught me how to really appreciate myself and love myself. So, And that's a, that's a viewpoint Eleonora and uh, Meg and, you know, everybody around me helped me to understand and come to. So it was a great collective thing. Yeah, with the book. Wow. That that traveled a long way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so after I had just come out of that with Calvin, the place where we were living, I just stepped out of two programs. One program was the schooling, and, of course, I want to um, research on that some more to figure out ways I can further extend my knowledge without having to be subjected to some type of program that um, suppresses me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I I released myself from the clutches of my abusive father. 
just to be put in a position where because I've made such what would be termed as adult decisions that I should go out and start getting a job because I'm not doing anything because I dropped out I dropped the school and uh, I made a choice to relieve my father that I should suddenly be put into the adult category and go out and get a job and um, help bring in money. And for the longest time, I just felt so bad about that. And I felt like it was just the person kept breathing down my neck about this. And it just made me feel really bad. And I just felt low over there. And we were limited and restrictions were put on everything. And it was like we were told things were open to us, such as food and, um, you know, nothing's your fault and you guys are, I'm happy to have you here, just to have the underlying of, you know, it was by a family member, just to have the underlying of, um, like, little side remarks of, oh, my gosh, this is so ridiculous, you're so inconsiderate and blah, 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 just a whole bunch of negative stuff. So, I don't know, I'm so happy when Mom met Meg, when Ellie met Meg, and, you know, she was just such a wonderful person. And in, after their retreat and um, when she came back and stuff, I just I just kind of went off and I was like, we should go live with Meg. Yeah, she's so cool. I bet she wouldn't mind. We should totally go live with her. And it's like, now we're living with her. <laughs> so it's, it's really great. Um, and... For a bit, I kind of struggled. I I guess you could say I was stagnant in myself because I had all this freedom and um, I just didn't know what to do with it because I was just so used to following orders and uh, doing what I was told. So it was something I had to transition to into an experiment with. And Meg and Ellie, they really helped out and... Um, I felt Meg kind of really helped me too because she's such a she's a different outlook, I suppose. Like she has a different view on things, and it's just it's really great. I'm just the happiest I could ever be in my life right now. So yeah. <laughs> oh, Toby, that is so beautiful. Thank you. Wow, you're welcome. That was really eloquently put. Yeah, yeah and you can see how what a hardship it is for me to live with these light beings. And that <laughs> I just I'm hoping to be on their coattails as they go up the portal for their ascension, going, Oh my gosh, don't forget me. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. And we're learning as much from them as vice versa. I mean, she's very generous with her words, but but truly once uh, once these ascension techniques are presented that's it. One statement. It's done. There's nothing else needed. And they just go to town and take it farther than we even imagined. So we're working with a with a good group. So as as we all, you know, came together and are um with the prep work that Eleanor and their family have done for several years with your work, Catherine, and with the book and the messages, um, we could really come into a quick intention and set the stage for all of our thoughts, all of our words, and all of our actions are in complete alignment with our ascension. And this is our, yeah, this is our, our mantra. So with that said, we're like, okay, guys, we need to come up. This is our 5D community. We want to be living 
as our masters live in the fifth dimension. What would that look like? What would it smell like? What would it taste like? What would it sound like? And we started investigating. And we had to do some clearing of the previous places where they lived. And we did some very intense, very intense clearing of programming. And um, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to give a little example of what that is because it's Mm -hmm. like we would be together and then um, one thing we would do is play games. And so while we're playing games, something will come up and then someone's feeling, okay, I didn't, that didn't feel good. So one of the games we were playing was, um, no, the uh, cranium. Okay. Cranium and and one of the questions on the cranium was okay we need someone to act out what this is so Jovine was supposed to act out the um, whatever the 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 card so that Meg could guess it and when she did it I kind of knew Meg wouldn't get that one because she saw it save as a bell it, that was the thing. Save the Bell is a program show, whereas we don't watch that because that's younger kids. <laughs> right, right. But but in the middle of that, Jovine, you know, she tried, it didn't work out, and then there was a feeling that came up. Like she just, you just saw her face kind of fall and it was like, okay, what's going on? And we had kind of already established, listen, this is a safe haven. When you have a feeling, express it. It's okay. Let it out so we can discuss it and and get to the root of it together. Because one thing that was established early on is that when you have a feeling that comes up, whether someone else triggers it, no, it's your feeling. It's not anything they've done. So it's not like it's something coming from outside that someone's doing to you. No, this is something that you have to look at as far as, you know, what's coming up for you from this. So, mm-hmm. you know, We're going to get back to this, too. We're going to circle around this mm-hmm. issue a lot because this is very interesting, what you're saying. And I, and we want to hear how you managed to um, apply this. Go ahead. Right. Um, we noticed, you know, she just said that she started um, – to express herself how she was feeling. So, you know, she said that she did not feel that she was good enough or that, that like, she didn't know what to do. And mm-hmm. so she felt that she wasn't good enough. So she's going to she's gonna pipe in here and explain what she was feeling better than I can. <laughs> okay. Um, so when I stood up to act out... Um, the part because I I did what I knew from it, um, and um, Ellie was saying uh, she was just like no no Jovine Meg Meg wouldn't get that and I didn't know any other way to do it and automatically I just started thinking I was wrong what I was doing was wrong and I just I can't do it and uh, uh, it just brought up feelings old feelings I've had uh or I had of never being good enough and everything I did was wrong and that's why I just kind of suppressed myself and I always kept um to the side and I I made myself an onlooker because the whole game Meg and I were partners and I had her do all the active things I would read the card 
and she would do the action or whatnot. So I took the initiative to do it, and I was able to have this come up so I could clear it. So that's so a, what this. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So what this did is it brought up the old thought form, and this came from her childhood. And, of course, mom is seeing all this here, and I'm like, holy crap, look what I've done to my child. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, it was like this is important work for her to clear off that she wasn't good enough. And this is where Meg really stepped in to help us to really try to get in touch with the feelings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Meg, you had said that you had a way of of really um, putting this down on paper and having guidelines that were in place or that you mm-hmm. together put in place. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned um, the the concentration on learning to describe feelings. Do you want to say something about that? I'd love to. I um, became acquainted with a work called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg, who was a therapist for, um, Mm -hmm. for 40 and 50 years. And since then, he's renamed it to Compassionate Communication. And he does international work with schools and with um, international companies and politicians and peace workers on trying to meet at the place of the heart. He teaches people to have heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. What, he discovered as a, what he discovered as a therapist was what prevented people from connecting in the heart is they were connecting at the place of how they were, um, uh, the strategies that were they were using to meet the needs. So he came up with, as many people may be familiar with, a list of Maslow's universal needs. And he, um, Maslow was a wonderful, I don't know if he was a therapist or not, but he came up with a list of basic human needs that we all share in common, that we all need these things. And um, for example, I'll just list a few of them so people can get a mm-hmm. feeling. The need for physical well-being, air, comfort, exercise, food, movement. The need for peace, beauty, communion, equality, and harmony. The need for autonomy, choice, freedom, independence, honesty, authenticity, connection. For example, companionship, compassion, mm-hmm. inclusiveness respect. So he came up with this wonderful list to help people understand that when basic needs are not being met, we'll have feelings that will arise that are uncomfortable. Now, when our needs are being met or certain basic needs are being met, we'll have feelings of of great love and connection and affection and safety and optimism. So I went to uh, several conferences with uh, teachers of this technique, and I learned that I had about five feelings that I could name. Happy, Mm. sad, angry, upset, which is a version of bad, (laughs) and maybe neutral. I was like, oh, my gosh, I do not have a feelings inventory at all to be able to connect. And 
So what they taught me, which what we have implemented here, is there's a list that I have. It's a laminated sheet, and we call it the feelings sheet, and it stays mm-hmm. in the kitchen or in somebody's bedroom if something got triggered and they took it, <laughs> took it in there to work with. Um, and when a feeling comes up that's uncomfortable, we grab the list. We try to put a name to the feeling we're experiencing. So, of course, mainly at first it does come up that these feelings are the ones that are uncomfortable. And we try to put a name to it. And this has really empowered people to own what they're feeling. To real, There seems to be something very satisfying about putting a name. It's not necessary, but it's helpful to mm-hmm. put a name to what you're feeling. And then we just take a quick dive into the needs list to see if there is a need that's going unmet that we can rectify as a family. For example, if there's a need, you know, that somebody's feeling like we're five people all up each other's face here and they need some quiet or some peace for self-reflection, then we arrange for that. Mm -hmm. If there is a need for a different way of cooperation, we can arrange for that. But... If we were if we were centered on thinking it's about someone else, we wouldn't have been able to understand that there is just a simple strategy that we could arrange as a family that would take the make the feeling more peaceful. So by using the sheet of paper, we pass it around, and anybody who had an upset feeling or something not peaceful, they grab the list, and it would be a place to start our discussion. And all of a sudden even though the person was still upset or sad or feeling hurt, they didn't mind talking about it. There wasn't a need to run away. There was Mm -hmm. no feelings of shame or blame. So this working with this material allowed for the conversations to begin immediately, even in the midst of the upset. Mm -hmm. So... Nobody had to isolate themselves or feel embarrassed or angry because we could immediately go into, let's find this, and we are all here. Sometimes it could just be between two people, and sometimes all five of us would be together. Like, we play games a lot here. And it's amazing how games can be triggers. <laughs> we're all playing Uno and, and trumping each other and, and um, winning. and So, and... Also, the other place that's a wonderful trigger is in the kitchen. We find that these are our best triggers, cooking mm-hmm. together and playing games. So we have fun with it now, but we had to learn how to realize that when a feeling arises within us, it is not about what happens outside of us. It's what to do. It's the dark thought form that still exists within us that has not been cleared yet. And that was very important for the children to understand. That was a new concept for them, that when they were upset, they would say, person did this, and that's why I'm upset. So it was a little bit of a turn to help them see that, no, actually, the irritation was already existing within ourselves, and this person's activities triggered them to the surface. And thank God they do, because Mm -hmm. if we weren't able to have these things surface, we couldn't clear them with 
So it needs light, our visual centering, and choosing light. So they were taught that when feelings surfaced, this was something negative. And it's actually the opposite, especially now when the light is working on us so intensely that it's forcing these feelings to the surface because they don't match the vibration of unconditional love. So they surface. We navigate this to see if we can find the thread back to childhood. If other people are involved, we get them involved too to work out a dynamic that was then that doesn't work anymore for our 5D community. We apologize. We do the Ho'oponopono, Native American um, prayer of I love you, I am sorry, please forgive me and thank you. So we honor and respect that, no, we didn't intentionally want to hurt, but there are hurt feelings and we clear them. Mm-hmm. And then we choose light. So how would we like to do this differently? What would we like to experience? And then we choose that. And Catherine, I cannot tell you how fast this is. It literally clears all residue. Now, yes, sometimes we call in the Aturians. Sometimes, of course, we still take ourselves up to the ship. We still ask for the blue and silver light to come and clear residue of residual energies in our fields that might still leave some trails. So we still use the masters and the messages and the work and our higher selves. But this day-to-day stuff, and let me tell you, it's so Mm -hmm. funny. No sooner will we have something come up that it's the next chapter in your book. (laughs) We almost predict it now. We're like, oh, that came up for Jade. Bet your money that's the next chapter. So Ellie wakes up. She comes in my bedroom in the morning. We have our coffee and tea together, and we read your book. And one by one, the kids come in. Sleepy, groggy-eyed, 9 in the morning. We all curl up and we read the book and we learn and we reflect and we clear. And we see and you help us in your book to unravel the patterns of how it got so convoluted. And we see it so clearly as a program. We even have a fun game we play where, remember those old eight-track tapes, Catherine, in the cars? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those listeners who remember the eight-tracks, if you don't, you can remember cassettes. Mm-hmm. And those have this, uh, remember that brown tape that the music is laid down on. It's like a physical tape. Mm-hmm. And we play the game of when we see the program, when we see a dark thought form, we put our finger on the side of our head and we we pretend we are popping out the 8-track tape or the cassette, <laughs> the eject button. And we'll grab the... Yes, we eject it, and we pull it around in front, and we look at it. Now it is outside of us. We've cleared it, and now we just need to no longer, and no longer serves us. We say this no longer serves us. It may have in the past, but it no longer does in our 5D community. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And we we toss it away, and we can see the thread that goes back to childhood with it. Mm-hmm. This came up in an example for me when we came home from seeing Interstellar. And let me tell you, if I can recommend this to everybody who hasn't seen it, this is a light-clearing movie. It is encoded with such light codes that you get a boost right up through the portal 
with this movie. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, happened the night we came home from seeing Interstellar. It's a three-hour movie, so it's 11.30 by the time we get home. I'm tired. It's way past my bedtime. I've just been hit with, like, a bazooka of light. So anything sitting inside me that's not at that high level was coming up and fast. Mm -hmm. I walk in the door, come in the kitchen. There's food everywhere from when the girls left the house quick and fed the dogs. The lentils are on the stove. The lid is off. The lentils are dry. The spinach is in the steamer. It's been left out for five hours. There's tamari on the counter. There's dishes everywhere. And I lose it. (laughs) I just get irritable. Then I get judgmental, and um, my lips are pursing, and I'm becoming rigid, and I'm name-calling in my head, and the energy blast just goes throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I just leveled everybody. And I went, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I walked out of the kitchen, and I go in my room, and I say, hello, Dark Thought Forum. We're going to sit down and do this. And I recognized immediately that this was coming up, and I immediately knew that this was something I couldn't have done alone. And I looked at my kitchen. I said, you know, Meg, you leave, you've left this kitchen like this. It's not about the kitchen. So let's do this work. And I sat down. I grabbed the needs list. I really looked at it. I felt it, and I felt it. It was yucky. It was ugly. It was dark. And... As you taught me how to do, Catherine, I named it the ugliest thing I could and (laughs) just called myself to the carpet. But I didn't do it before I surrounded myself in my pillar. I called in the masters, and I called in my higher self, and I said, I'm not going here alone. Mm -hmm. So I called in the troops so I could feel unconditional love while I went deep sea, deep self-diving, as one of your messages was. When I got to the root of this, I recognized that my needs for beauty and order and safety, a couple of other ones, weren't being met. And I went, you know, this is a great mirror because I've never allowed beauty and order and these things in my life. And they mirrored back to me how I treat myself. And they mirrored back to me in love, the dark thought form of I am unworthy of beauty and order, a beautiful place to live that's comfortable and clean, and I just started weeping. Mm. And I looked back I looked back at my life and I saw the thread go all the way back of I'm unworthy and I don't deserve. And I took a deep breath and I popped it out of my head and I said, this no longer serves me. And I'm choosing a new thought form. I'm choosing a new thought of light. And it was done. And each one of us has an example how we've done exactly that with a slightly different flavor. But that's how we do it, is we feel it. We become, a, we become aware that we are uncomfortable. We take ownership. We grab the list. We isolate ourselves as needed, but it's not always needed. Sometimes we can do this with each other, but this one was a deep one, so I had to isolate myself to get clear so I wouldn't react 
from a place of dark thought form, which was not serving. And once I got it, I came back. I apologized for the energy blast. And I spoke out loud about how I did it. And this is how we're teaching the young women here how to do it, is we are transparent with what came up, how we cleared it, and we apologize and take ownership. We let them know it wasn't. Not only it wasn't them and they're not to fault, but I am very grateful to them for bringing this up. So Mm, I, I tell them, without you, I could not have cleared this. So thank you. Not only am I not mad at them, but I'm in tears weeping of gratitude because now I'm clear. And so they look at this with such empowerment. So there's no shame when something comes up. A dark thought form is not them. It's not the light, and there's no shame. It's just a program, and we can choose again. And what we've done here is just set up a little a little pathway, a little path in the forest to allow us some tools your book, the messages, visual centering, nonviolent communication or compassionate communication, and love and ho'oponopono and loving. That has meant we have cleared so much here that now we stay in a pretty high light with fewer things coming up. And now we get to choose things like, well, where's our art room? Let's go play tennis. Let's go to the library. Let's start working on some projects. And the clearing gets fewer and fewer, and the creativity and the energy and the laughter are coming much more frequently. And that's how I see them living. It's not that they never disagree in the higher dimensions or that they people aren't individuals and they have different hearts and interests. It's that the foundation is love. And the intent is for connection. And when that's made, when we all agree on that, there's nothing we can't look at. There's nothing we can't tackle. And we become these fierce, you know, who needs lighters? <laughs> and it's it's the most satisfying thing I've ever become, I've ever been a part of. Literally in my life, I've never had, even my birth family, who I hold with high regard, this trumps that in space and be a part of this group. And every group I'm a part of will always have this as the base. And I will require this from all group activity going forward. And this is how I see our work. As more and more of us are coming into groups together, as more of us form alliances with or without the RV, we're coming into groups, this is going to come up. These things that can't come up alone will will surface. And I am so honored that you've allowed this platform for us to work with people on to give them the nuts and bolts of of how to work through this without fear and shame and guilt and empowerment that this can be quick and swift and we can get to the joy on the other side of this without even a hiccup. I'm going to I'm going to cut in for a moment and underline a couple of things because you've said so much that is so useful and helpful. Um, You 
I was really interested in the list. That's so nice, a um, laminated list <laughs> of the um, feeling words. Because so many people, if you say, how do you feel about this? They'll say, I feel disrespected, you know, or um, I feel like you put me down. Well, that's not a feeling. So most of us are used to talking about what we think of something and not how we really feel about it. So you really got right to the heart of it there by insisting that people have to talk about their feelings. Yeah. And then the the part about um, where you all agreed that this is the project that you're going to help each other with and that there is no shame in uncovering a dark thought form in your own consciousness. That's just enormous because this is the thing that ties people in knots usually and makes us feel like we have to be defensive, you know. We have to defend what we just felt or what we just thought because if it's wrong, then that means I'm bad. So you have just cut right through that to make this a project to remove all dark thought forms which are not us. You didn't just say, you know, it's not me or it's not one of the kids. You said, this is not us. We are not the sum total of all these dark programs we've been taught and together we're going to remove them it's brilliant because now you have a program you can really work and nobody's going to feel humiliated mm-hmm. right right and no one's going to mm-hmm. go ahead this is Eleonora I just wanted to say um, if, uh, about the feelings list how important this was for me because as I was clearing and, and really seeing the programs, the pro, the dark programs that, you know, I, I was raised with and that society puts um have infiltrated us with, I, once I started peeling off layers, mm-hmm. I realized I didn't know what my feelings were. I had no clue because I've suppressed them for so long. So when Meg brought out the feelings list, it was like, oh, wow, these are a lot of feelings, you know. And I, it's like finally having a name, being able to name them and, and really see what they were. Because up until then, it was ma- mainly the non-feelings, which were, you, which were the words you were talking about before, you mm-hmm. know, words that um, that we think that people do to us like being abandoned or abused or accepted mm-hmm. or, yeah, those things. So the feeling list really helped me to come into being able to put a name to what I'm feeling because my feelings have been suppressed for years. So now it was like, okay, but it's not just the feelings that's not being met. I have names for the feelings that are being met, which are just as, oh, just as powerful. So, right. That's new to say, yeah. Well, we're going to, I'm going to um, ask 
to wrap this up a little bit because we're going to have a channeling, too, tonight. And I want to invite all of you to come back as long as we have, you know, adventures to report and describe. This is so helpful. And I I want um, to hear from people who've heard this show if they find it helpful and if they want to start applying these practices themselves. We will do everything we can to um, put it into some kind of teaching form that will be clear to people. And that I also want to really underline something that is implicit in what you're doing. What you're describing is such a high level of communication and such a high level of expectation for yourself about what you believe you can accomplish. It's really thrilling to hear. And this is the this is exactly what Father God told us last week in the message. You must be willing to hold yourself responsible. You must be willing to reach higher and then reach higher yet. Because ascension means you have removed all these dark thought forms. And what you're doing is creating an environment that is so filled with light that you're going to have a tremendous impact on your community, on your, not just your family, but the whole town. People are going to start feeling this. And as we get closer to our ascension, we have more and more power. And so this is why things have been started to go so badly on the planet because our power is increasing and our dark thought forms are still there. And unconsciously, completely inadvertently, people are creating these enormous dark clouds that are interfering with our happiness, are preventing us from getting where we want to go, you know, it's not paradise if it's all about dark thought forms. So what you're teaching us is how to remove them, how to get rid of them, and how to really rise in your consciousness and to stop creating them. Yep. So the goal, it sounds like you're saying, is 100%. joy, 100% cooperation and love, 100% respect for one another. It's just just brilliant. And that's what we're aiming for. When Prime Creator said, you must learn to be in complete command of all your actions, all your words, and all your thoughts, he meant all. <laughs> so <laughs> not just, you know, the hour while you're meditating. Everything you say, everything you do, every feeling, every thought that goes through your mind. And it sounds like you have just dropped all the illusions, which of course is the goal. Yeah. 
um, and just gone right to it. And I am so happy that you've brought this to all of us because you have raised the bar and you've shown people that this is fun. This is the, <laughs> this is the part that is just so terrific because everybody thinks, oh, my God, I'm going to have to search through my, you know, the bottom of my consciousness to find all these dark things that I'm going to feel guilty about. No. <laughs> it's the beginning of joy yes. and love and acceptance. And you are just creating it moment by moment. So this is fascinating. We could spend five hours and not even scratch the surface. But we're going to hold till the next show, which will be next Wednesday. And if you're willing, I would like for you to come back and give us more examples, more feedback from the kids, more of your ideas about how other people can learn this. It's a day. They were all in. They're all smiling. Yeah, we're ready. (laughs) So you're going to be our model family, and we're going to work through this with you. And we will also allow people to call in um, and ask questions, give their, you know, feedback. So I think I'll try and save. We have a busy show tonight, but... I will try and save a few minutes at the end if people want to ask questions or make comments and ask about how you've done this. Um, But from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for this wonderful new tack that we're taking and for the great hope it gives me that we will be able to teach this to people and that they will see it's not drudgery. It's not um, something that's going to make you feel humiliated and ashamed. It's the opposite. This is oh, thrilling. Yes, so the opposite. Let me just let me just double high five on that one. <laughs> Every time we clear something, there's more love. Every time we get an understanding that this is not us. Our self-respect goes through the roof. And Mm. creativity surges. Love, appreciation, hugs, affection, laughter surge. And let me just reiterate, it is quick. The light now allows for such quick transition that this is not the 10 years of therapy that people think. This Mm -hmm. is not the unraveling on the couch of, all that your mother did. <laughs> this is fast. <laughs> right. So we get to get to the play super quick. So thank you, Catherine. Mm, thank you all. So we look forward to next week's episode. <laughs> and our lessons. Um, as ascension turns. <laughs> as ascension turns. <laughs> Yeah, they see how they're funny too. That's great. All right. So thank you all. 
um, Faith, Jovine, Eleonora, Meg. And there's one more who hasn't spoken yet, right? Jade. Jade, right. So we hope to look we we look forward to hearing from Jade too. So next week we will have an update, um, more illumination about how you did this and and how you're working it. Okay? Yes. And now we're going to get to the channeling part because I know that Sananda wants to come through. And we may have a few words from Father God, too. So I'm going to turn this back to Meg while I settle in and get ready. That sounds great, Catherine. Okay, let's all take a nice deep breath and be all joined in this beautiful pillar of light. We welcome our masters to come and join us in this group work, this partnership work, where we're so honored to be together. And I think we get to hear from Sananda. Welcome, Sananda. We're so glad you're here. Greetings, Meg, and everyone. What a delight to listen to this family. You know, you're all so used to hearing these reality shows and stories about dysfunctional families. What a breath of fresh air it is. To hear about a family that's not just functioning, they are brilliant and their energies are rising every day. Your light is, well, almost blinding, we could say. You've created a a beacon, all of you, that is evident to us and to the entire universe. So I want to underscore the fact that yes, what you said was absolutely right because the energies are rising. You're receiving huge waves of light from Prime Creator. And because of this, what you do, everything you do, has great power And so, this is why we asked Catherine to stop channeling for a while. She didn't realize it. We were nudging her a bit. She handed in her her resignation because she was feeling what everyone around her was feeling, which was the frustration and the disappointment. And it was making it worse. And we saw this. And certainly we did not want to wear out our beloved channel and create bad feelings in people. We were trying to help. And so we, in our councils, in our consultation with the Company of Heaven, had to reevaluate how we're going to help you, what contribution we can make, Now, you have read Father God's message and Catherine's uh, description of what she's learned recently. We needed to, to really let you know, yes, we want to help you, 
We long to be able to make it better for you, but we cannot do that. This was not our agreement. When all of you chose to come here, yes, you chose, each and every one of you, you were not picked. You were not assigned to this life on planet Earth. Each one of you chose to take this journey knowing what it was like here on planet Earth because all of you have been here before. That was part of the requirement in this lifetime because we knew that the ascension was coming. And so we couldn't have any brand newcomers. We had to have people here who have already been here and who at least have some knowledge about the ropes, how things actually are here. Well, because of the rising energies, what we saw, which we did not expect, was that after the reptilians were removed, the dark thought forms took hold in a greater and greater way. And all of you, in your frustration and disappointment, because, you know, when the light comes in, it you feel wonderful for a little while, and then you look around and you see the the abominations and the travesties happening around you, and it makes you furious. And then you spew dark, dark thought forms. And they feed the traditions and the the darkness that was already there. This was a surprise to us. We were naive in this way, We thought that once the reptilians were removed, people would take a great breath of relief and see that now they could be freer. Now they could create things on their own. Well, unfortunately, there were a few very visible, very dark ones who wanted to keep things going the way they had been. And, of course, your media doesn't help. They, they put their magnifying glass on anyone who behaves badly. And so it became more and more visible how the dark ones are controlling, which we hoped would help you to remove these um, policies and, and traditions and methods that have kept you prisoner But instead, for a while, it had the opposite effect. It made everyone feel as if it was hopeless. And I have to acknowledge to you that we were stunned to see that it didn't have the the same effect. Because, you know, when you put seven-plus billion people together... You cannot predict exactly what will happen. But knowing you and knowing how we feel about things, we expected there would be an immediate lightning. And what happened was that it had the opposite effect. 
So this is why we're here now, to give you the truth and also to give you concrete help. We're not saying you have to change the world, but we are saying you have to change yourselves because the real problem is not, you know, a couple of bad actors in the Pentagon or someone who's trying to create a war in the Middle East. That's not really the problem. Those people could be easily managed, easily, if the rest of you were working together. So working together really means, and this is what they've just described to you so brilliantly, working together really means working on yourself. And so this family has just laid out the program that vividly expresses what we're teaching. And that is when you raise your own vibration, you raise the vibration of those around you. If you're in a state where you're blaming others for how bad you feel, parentheses, even if it's us you're blaming, (laughs) if you're blaming others, you're not in a state of ascension. You are generating dark thought forms. Now, this is a difficult challenge because you've been raised this way. This is the way everyone has behaved around you and toward you. But we're telling you, beloved ones, it is a program. Many of you have watched the movie called The Matrix. Well, there is a matrix. You've been living in it for thousands of years now. And we are trying to help you see, to extract yourself from the matrix, from the programming, without shame, without fear, and without blaming yourself. You chose to come here, but you didn't choose to be brainwashed. That just comes with the territory. It was not your fault. So it's absolutely crucial that everyone get this message immediately. Any dark feelings or thoughts toward yourself are just not fair. They're not loving and they're not kind. And you cannot profess to be a light worker if you're harboring feelings that you're not good enough, that you're ashamed. Well, of course, it's not a feeling to think you're not good enough. That's a thought. The feeling is despair, shame, sadness, Anxiety, depression. When you're feeling there's something you don't, you're not good enough at, there's something you can't learn, there's something you failed at. How many of you have said that to yourself? Oh, I messed up, I'm a failure. I can't get it right. 
I'll never get it right. Life sucks. I want out of here. Well, of course, if you think you're not up to it, of course you want out of here. But we're here to tell you, beloved ones, you are masters. You are gods. And if you can see in your mind's eye the picture we're showing you of the darkness you have created, you would be stunned at how powerful you are. You would be your jaw would drop if you could see the waves of darkness that emanate from almost every light worker on the planet. Now think of it. If you're able to clear this away, all of you light workers who are listening now, if you're able to use this program that we're going to teach you and help you with, If you can do this, you will change the world. There are enough of you. If you take this seriously, and if you start working this program the way this family has described, you are going to see miracles happen in every town and every state and every country on the planet because there are people around the world listening to these calls and reading these messages. All over the world, people are learning these principles. But the part that hasn't taken root, the part that hasn't been um, accepted and embraced is the part about Finding the darkness in yourself. Not tracking down all the bankers who are crooks. Of course, somebody needs to do that. And it is being done very effectively. But even if every crooked banker on the planet, every dictator, every military industrial um, despot was cleared away, we would still have enormous darkness on this planet. Because now, they are not really the problem. The problem is the thought forms, the brainwashing, the programs, as you've heard it described tonight. If it's a program, beloved ones, It is not you. You are light workers. You're made for light. You're made for love. And a program that has been placed in your brain, I love their image of, you know, ejecting the program, ejecting the tape, for it really is like that. When you have absorbed a system of thinking. You don't even realize it. You don't understand that this is not you. So we're not asking you to simply say, oh, it's not me. 
forget about it. We're asking you to say, wait a minute, there's something in here that is not of my making. And I don't permit brainwashing of myself or of anyone else. And if I have been programmed, then I want to be done with it. Now, let's take that the next step. I have lived on this planet, therefore, I have been programmed. And now, my work is to extract myself from those programs. Now, the women here gave us a beautiful description. It feels bad. It's all those feelings, frustration, impatience, rage, confusion, sadness. All of that, my dear brothers and sisters, all of that is a result of the programming. Because you are made of light. And when you are standing in the light and acting from the place that they called the fifth dimensional community, there are no feelings of sadness, frustration, guilt, shame, conflict. It doesn't exist. And so I ask you, every single one of you, maybe you have a favorite way of overlooking it. Maybe, let me give you a few examples to help you be aware of how you're going to step between you and yourself and say, okay, now, come on, we're going to look at this. Perhaps you say to yourself, well, everybody gets anxious at these things. Anybody would feel this way. Listen to yourself. My feeling makes sense because I say so. My feeling is okay, is unpleasant, um, low vibration feeling is okay to keep because everybody else does it too. Or this low vibration feeling I'm having right now is okay to keep because it's the way I was raised. And everybody in my family behaved this way. So it's just inevitable that I'm going to respond this way. That's just how it is. Or... I didn't just feel anything dark. I don't feel anything dark. I never do. I'm, I've worked that out. If you hear yourself saying that, you, you hear the discomfort behind it, don't you? There is no shame in having some roots to still pull out. These are weeds we're working with here. And they have strong roots that go right down into the 
very beginnings of your days here on earth. There is no shame in having been shaped, changed, remolded into an attitude or a belief system or feelings and thoughts that are a dark program. You all have the ability to be brilliant, brilliant in your light so that you radiate the feelings of love and appreciation, gratitude, and joy. And when you do that, you will have laughter on your lips rather than disappointment. You will feel joy rather than impatience or frustration. And it's like a miracle as this beautiful family has described to you, it's like a miracle because when you clear those things away, you feel like you've been shot from a rocket. It is thrilling. This is not drudgery. This is not to be dreaded and and uh, walked through with your head hanging in shame. No, not at all. When someone touches off something in you, triggers something, as you call it, say, thank you. Okay, now here's something I can look at. It gives me the opportunity to clear away a dark thought form. And if I don't clear it away, I will be replicating it. I will be filling the air around me with this darkness. And I don't want to do that. So let's get to it. Let's get rid of it. No shame involved. No hesitations. Just, oh, good. Let's get that one. And let's be done with it. So, beloved ones, this is what we ask of you. Yes, it sounds like a lot to do for many of you. We have really been amiss in the fact that we simply encouraged you to do things that make you feel good. Meditate. Raise your vibration by doing things that you enjoy. All of that is wonderful. Feel our love pouring down and know that we're here with you. Get to know us, yes. Call on us, absolutely. But we are here to beam light, to send you love. We cannot come there and interfere between you and your own thoughts. We do not do that. It would be disrespectful 
It would be controlling, and it would be taking this project out of your hands. And we vowed before you came here that we would not do that, that we would honor your ambition, your wish to create a new world here. Yes, we planned it together. But you, those of you who are here now, are the ones who volunteered, who said, I want to be there. I want to play my part. I want to be in the first wave of people who create this new golden age. That was you, beloved ones. This is why we tell you we honor you. We're grateful to you. We admire you. You took on this most difficult job. But you took it on with the knowledge that you would be in the trenches here and that we would be here to back you up, cheer you on. But after a while, many of you did what Father God described. You got so immersed in the darkness that you let go of our hand. We wish to change that. We reach out to you. We offer you our help, our comfort, our companionship, and our love. But we have to well, almost, almost obey. Although that's not a good word for higher dimensions. No one really obeys. But we must honor the contracts that we have with you. It is simply not possible for us to come here and force things to happen. Now, it's not because Prime Creator is not powerful. Of course he is. Of course your masters are very powerful. And we do help you. You have angels around you all the time. And if someone is in danger, and we see that they're in imminent danger of, say, uh, being involved in a terrible automobile accident that might end their life in a way that was not a part of their contract, Many of you don't even know of all the times you have been helped or even saved from death because it wasn't your time. Those are the contracts that we honor and that we make every effort to help you with. And yes, we are helping you with the rolling out of new programs. But we're not going to talk about the details anymore because they're not really important. The ultimate goal here is for you, all of you, to ascend. And I want to tell you, you're hearing me say this now, The new universe 
that will be your home is ready for you. The new earth has been created. Now all of you are going to have questions. Well, how is it possible and what's going to happen to this earth and how are we going to get to the other earth? Please be patient, dear ones. We don't want to involve you in detailed blueprints and explanations that will distract you from the real work. This is not an intellectual process. It is a process of connecting the center of your heart to the center of your brain, which is the portal to higher dimensions. And when you do that, you will be in, co- in contact with us. You will be in contact with higher dimensions. And you will raise your consciousness and your vibration to higher and higher levels. And in doing that, you will lift yourselves from this place that you've known into a new world. You know, we've, we've encouraged all of you to go see the movie Interstellar because it is really our creation. The astronauts, they're familiar to you. They are us. We have to solve the puzzles, the equations. We have to understand the gravity problem in order to lift yourselves there are many many meanings that you will see and especially if you see the movie more than once you are moving toward a new place a beautiful pristine elevated place that will have all the things that you've been promised. It is a paradise. You will leave behind the dark thought forms, the criminal behavior, the suffering that you've all experienced in lifetimes here on planet Earth. You were even taught by your religions that suffering was honorable, and it made you a better person. This is not true. Suffering itself has no value. To see yourself overcome, to see the strength in yourselves that allows you to keep going in spite of it, that is enlightenment. That is ascension. And so we encourage you, turn your backs to those old ways 
those thoughts and the feelings that follow that were programmed by the what we call the archons, all the dark ones who were here, mainly the reptilians who had such a profound effect on your planet. These are leftovers. That's all it is. And they are not dangerous to you unless you try to do battle with them. If you see the bad behavior, the dark actions that are occurring around you and you become incensed, you want to do battle, you're enraged by it, you're depressed by it, you are adding to the dark thought forms. It seems such a natural thing to do that you don't even realize that by trying to do battle with these shadows, you feed them. You give them life. And they develop consciousness. The way to eliminate a dark thought form is to turn your back on it and walk away. And if everyone on the planet did that, from this moment forth, you would see in the space of 24 hours, you would see a different planet. I promise you this. Work with us. Help us. We need you. We need your light. We need your laughter. We need your creativity. And most of all, we need your joy. And in that atmosphere, love grows. And love is all that matters. It's all that's real. Everything else, the idea of battling against yourself or battling against a thought form, it's just an illusion. You can't battle against yourself. As Catherine has said, that's like cheating at solitaire. It's meaningless. Do not battle yourselves, dear ones. And do not battle your loved ones. You are not against anything here we are for the light because we are of the light all of us and it is your job here as it was mine when I was here it is our job to see the light within ourselves and to see the light within our neighbors, our loved ones, the strangers who pass you on the street, those who live halfway around the globe. This is our, this is our destiny. 
to be the light, to feel the light, to see the light, to generate more light. And when we do that, we are one. And we are unstoppable. You feel it, don't you? The excitement. There is nothing more thrilling as these beautiful children and their mothers. As they have shown you, there is nothing more thrilling than to discover your own light and to revel in seeing others discover their light. This is what we have ahead. This is what we have to look forward to. Join us. Breathe with us. Look forward into the beautiful picture that is the truth of why you're here. Hold that truth in your minds and in your hearts. And it will be so. And now, this has been a very full program for you. There is much for you to think about. I hope you will go back and think about the things that you heard here tonight and listen again. Take notes for yourself. And I will ask our wonderful light workers here to put together a program for you using the principles that they're using, describing it clearly, perhaps in the form of lessons. I think you've already heard the framework that is clear in what they're doing. I ask them to share it with all of you. And we are going to see tremendous change. And as they said, it happens fast. Look what these people have done in seven weeks. Think if all of you begin applying these truths these principles. Think what you can do in one week if all the hundreds of people who are listening here apply these principles. You will see change immediately. And it will astonish you. I leave you with this thought, this image. Think of a sunset. You have been in the time of darkness. As the sun went round your globe and as you experienced it, things were confusing and dark. Now see the sun 
Your earth is turning, and here it is, peeping up at the horizon. See the brilliant sun blessing you, smiling on you. Feel it as it moves higher in the sky. Bathe in it. Absorb it. Dance. Sing. And laugh with your friends and your families. Do not shy away from presenting them with these ideas, from showing others what's possible. This is why we're here. Leave shyness behind with the baby blankets and the toddler shoes. Forget about all that. Bring your light to the fore. Feel the sun on your shoulders. Feel our love pouring down on you. And by the time the sun sets in one day, you will be a different person. You will see the sunset as a time of simply of rest and comfort without dread, without confusion, at peace with yourself. We love you beyond words. Endlessly, endlessly, we send our love. And we are joyful when you feel it, when you recognize it and say, Oh, I feel Sananda. He's here with me. Oh, that is such fun for us. We would do it anyway, of course. But it is such a pleasure. And so many of you now are becoming familiar with us. Some of you have, you know, your favorite guides, the angels you look to that are familiar to you, the ones you know are helping you. Call on us. We are here in service to you. I am your Sananda. Namaste. Namaste, Sananda. Thank you so much. As you were describing the sunset, we were driving home tonight from the movie, and the sun was golden right on the horizon. I woke up this morning seeing golden everywhere, Mm. and as we were driving home, it was golden. The trees were golden here. It's still fall here in Georgia. The sky was golden. There was something different. It it literally looked like the trees were made of gold. And I remember saying in the car, we have really entered the new golden era. Literally. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Catherine. What a beautiful night. 
It's a pleasure to channel Sananda. For obvious reasons, it's his energy is loving and light and joyful. And I hope everyone can feel it the way I do. It's it's such a pleasure and so uplifting. So this is our goal. We're all going to be a pleasure. We're going to be uplifting. And we're going to be joyful. That's our assignment. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. (laughs) All right. So our plan is we'll have another show next week on same time, Wednesday. And in the meantime, we'll all work together to work out this program that we're going to present to people to help them um, be really clear that it's it's a simple, straightforward way of approaching our own development, one that we can share with others. And starting next week, we'll try to have um, a question time, you know, where a few people can call in, give us their feedback. We want to hear how you're doing, applying these things. And we have one hand up. Now, I'm not, we're, it's getting pretty late, so I'm not going to suggest that, to, that a lot of people come to ask questions, but we have one hand up here. And I'd like to see who this is and what they'd like to say. So the number is. Well, hello. Five two zero. Can you hear us? Wow, five two zero. Yes. Yes, that's yes, you. Yes, you. I'm sorry, I was in another world. <laughs> Do you have your computer on and and your telephone too? You know what? Oh, come on. Okay. So give us your name. Catherine, it's Cynthia. Oh, hi, Cynthia. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I was all confused, and I had to do on speaker, and now I had to disconnect everything. Um, I guess what I wanted to say is, bottom line, you really have to do your own inner, not, not alone, but you really have to uh, heal all those things that... Um, you know, made you, when you grew up, made you make horrible decisions for yourself and also beat yourself up, I guess. But that mm-hmm. might be the only part of it, but that's sort of what I got from that. And that's really cool because, well, for me, I'm very fortunate. I, You know, I had this wonderful, great therapist in Southern California for like eight years and, and also did a lot of different groups at that same time, too. But... um and I, th- and I think you do very similar work, too, and now this. So um, anyway, I guess that that's, was my only comment, and I'm very glad you're having the calls again. I had gotten used to the fact that you weren't going to, and now you're back, <laughs> and you're all back, and it's just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good. So we're going to keep up the pace here. Okay, Every go week ahead, we're go going to... We'll have more lessons to share and more information 
And of course, more visits from our I we we didn't really have time for Father God for tonight, but he did do that very lengthy message this week. So, I think he's okay with that. Um and your and your email the other day was wow. You were so strong. Okay, I won't I've, say any more comments now. Okay, thanks Cynthia. Okay, I have thank learned you. Um, from this period, I really have. I've learned a lot. I've learned to trust my own intuitions, of course, and I've also learned that they really are here for us, and they really do love us without condition. So we need to just raise our vibes to match them. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what we're all here for. So it's been a pleasure doing this show. I'm really glad to be back. Um, I'm really happy we have this uh, extra help. And they're they're being very cognizant of what we need. So we're going to use it. We're going to... Ask them to keep keep on keeping on. And if we do 100%, they can do 100%. And they will. So let's, let's do it. Let's do it together. So we welcome people to call in next time and let us know what you've learned and how it's working for you. And in the meantime, we're going to put on our music. This is the music that Sananda chose some time ago. We are the world. And aren't we? (laughs) So thank you, Meg and Eleonora and kids. This was just great. We thank you for your question and look forward to a lot more. Yes, absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night, Catherine. Good night, Meg. Good night, everyone. Yeah.